Good morning. Good morning, and welcome on this absolutely beautiful fall day. I invite everyone at this time to please stand and join in singing hymn 390, found in the Blue Hymnals.
be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. To be written for our learning. Grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Daniel. At the time of Michael, the great prince, the protector of your people, shall arise. There shall be a time of anguish such as never occurred since nations first came into existence. At the time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The word of the Lord. Be to 
reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Every priest stands day after day at his service, offering again and again the same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, and since then he's been waiting until his enemies would be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he was perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also testifies to us for after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them, and after those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their hearts, and I will write them on their minds. He also adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who is promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence hymn this morning is hymn 628. We'll read the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third verse after. Please stand and join in singing hymn 628. of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. As he came to teach out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, 
Peter was sitting, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us when, we, when this will be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished. Then Jesus began to say to them, beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. By now, I'm sure we've all heard the saying, for every action, there is a reaction. And in group Psychology, also now looked at in terms of systems and family system studies, that axiom isn't more true. Because what we know about systems and organizations is that what they work hardest to do is to avoid change. And this is not or can't be more true than when talking about individual families themselves. Oftentimes, in the midst of premarital counseling, when I ask the couple, come to me with your latest argument and we'll talk about it, it's usually one of three things. Finances, family, or who does the chores. More often than not, what the arguments are over is family. And we spend a lot of time talking about family systems. And to understand that as they grow together as a couple, it puts stress on both sets of family. And the other thing we talk about is how, as they come together as a couple, and after they are married, they become their own household, independent of each of their families of origin. And with that comes strife as they begin to put boundaries on moms and dads and brothers and sisters and begin to strike out as a complete family unit. I tell them you'll often see behaviors that are subtle, 
comments to the spouse about the other spouse, not kind of holding to the family ways. And oftentimes, even when families are trying to be on their best behavior and welcoming, it doesn't always feel like that from the new person entering into the system. The other thing I tell them is that as they work together as a unit and establish, I talk to them how to establish their boundaries nicely with their parents, and I warn them if you're not going to show up for Thanksgiving, don't tell mom the night before. It will not go over well. But as they begin establishing boundaries in their own way, the behavior around them from the affected families is going to get more difficult until it finally settles out. Now you're probably wondering, why am I talking about family systems and structure in light of today's gospel? Well, it has to do with what Jesus is telling the disciples. He says to them, look, that building we just walked out of the temple is about to crumble and every stone overturned. Nation will rise against nation. There will be earthquakes. These are but the birth pains of the coming of the kingdom. Jesus understood that his entrance into the world and as the church begins to take off with the message and work towards the transformation of the world, there is going to be a reaction. Now the gospel show us that right from the start. As Jesus' message grew and became more popular, it became a threat to the Roman government. It became a threat to the temple authority and ultimately such a threat that combined the Jewish authority and the Roman government worked together to silence him. As the motion, as the movement grows, there is more resistance. Mark and Luke write to a fledgling church a church that finds itself under persecution. Why? Because what they speak, as they talk about love, as they shed the message of Christ's light into the world, what does it do but illuminate the darkness and reveal where evil is hiding? And so to the actions of the church, there is a reaction on the part of evil. I don't think it was any accident that John, in writing his gospel, equates Jesus with the light entering into the darkness. Because as the incarnation of God, he revealed not just what the love of God looked like, but what the darkness was covering 
in terms of evil itself. Now today we can look around us and begin to wonder, maybe Jesus wasn't speaking so much about 2,000 years ago as he's speaking about today because the prediction that we hear in Mark doesn't sound all that far off from what we're hearing in the news as international tensions rise. As nation rises against nation, as we talk about earthquakes and tempests, as we talk about riots and demonstrations in the streets, and to use a word or a phrase of my father's, it just seems as if this world is going to hell in a handbag. But maybe we need to look at it from a different perspective. Maybe we need to look at it through the eyes of today's gospel, through the eyes of systems work that tells us for every action there is a reaction, and whenever there is a force of change, there is pushback. And so as we are challenged, even as a people of God, to expand our understanding of what love looks like, when we are forced and called upon to understand, to increase our understanding of what justice and mercy may look like, and broaden it, the world is going to push back. But yet we, too, are challenged. Because as Jesus warns, beware of the false prophets. Beware of evil or the wolf in lamb's clothing, disguised. How do we discern the difference? I think our presiding bishop said it best. If it's not about love, it's not about God. If it's not about compassion, mercy, and justice, and increasing those realities on this earth, then it's not about God and not about Christ either. The world is in a sense of chaos, but the world has been in this state of chaos since the day Jesus walked the earth. But the chaos is not necessarily because of evil itself. It's because through Christ and the cross, the way of compassion and love and mercy and justice has been opened up for this world. Divine righteousness has been able to flow down. And that which had power and control is being threatened. And that is a cause for pushback. And so as Jesus said to his disciples, and the writers convey to their readers of the early churches, do not fear what is going on around you. 
welcome it. For it is the sign that the kingdom for which we wait is coming soon. Yes, labor pains are hard. Just like any other change, it comes with a price. But ultimately what Christ tells us and shows us is that price is worth it. Because with the kingdom comes eternal life, comes freedom for all, mercy and compassion for all, and justice, the very root of what this nation has been about for all people. May we celebrate the coming of the kingdom and look through the pushback that results from it. Amen. I invite you to please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, with the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people, please remain standing. I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world, for our bishops, Michael, our presiding bishop, and Nicholas, our bishop, for this gathering and for all ministers and people. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of him. Pray that they may, be, that they may find and be found by him. I ask your prayers for the departed. Pray for those who have died. 
in our parish cycle of prayer, we pray especially for Ray, Lisa, Julie, and Thomas Munkelwitz, Kay Nelson, and Diane Nobles. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for St. Elizabeth's Hope Valley. Praise God in every generation in whom Christ has been honored, especially Arnold G. and Catherine L. Lockwood, whom we remember today. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. And this morning we also remember Miriam and Herbert Hubert Graves. And we ask your prayers this morning and give thanks for our veterans who gave their lives and fought for our freedoms. We pray that we so honor them by living into and celebrating and holding to the freedoms that they so bravely fought for. <clears throat> Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. I invite you to please be seated for the announcements. And Susan Hines has an announcement. I'm taking the liberty of using the microphone because I know it's very difficult otherwise to understand me. Um, I'm gonna be running the uh, big sale table at the bazaar and I encourage you all to read the ENET uh, regularly, but especially now, you will be getting more details about the bazaar. 
Um, we need people to bake. And we would love to have you drop them off the day before Friday in the kitchen away from the community market or early on Saturday. Uh, we'd like you to wrap them in appropriate ways to be sold, either individually or like a whole, you know, a whole little loaf or something, or if you like to sell it in individual pieces, that would be great too. Now, I'm not going to say no if you say, well, I don't bake, but I could drop off some muffins from South County Bread Company or a box of donuts or something, because you know, you have donuts there and there's gonna be little kids that say, mommy, mommy, mommy. So um, just, we wanna make the, the table look nice and whatever you can contribute, we would appreciate it. Thank you. The bazaar will be taking place on December 4th, that's the weekend after Thanksgiving weekend. We are looking for all hands on deck. There is a sign-up sheet in the back of the church on the back table by the candles. Also, um, there is a flyer in your um, bulletin today describing all the jobs and needs. Uh, if you are available during the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday to help with the baskets, greatly appreciate it. Come on down and also the days leading up to the bazaar, we do need as many hands as possible to help with the basket brigade to get all the baskets from downstairs into the church for sale on the Saturday and we need help all throughout the day. Again, sign-ups are available in the back of the church or you can simply call the um, office. Next week, week from today, is our Thanksgiving distribution from the community market. That is another event that volunteers are gladly welcomed. Anyone can help out. If you are able to help on that day, on Sunday after church, please let the office know. We will let um, then Becky know more about that, and she can gather that list with others and coordinate volunteers for that time. Becky, is there any other information or needs for the distribution? So donations for turkeys and food are greatly and graciously accepted. Unfortunately, we cannot accept raw food from people due to health, health guidelines, and we don't have provenance, especially on turkeys. We have to do a direct purchase to assure freshness and safety. This week, we have our final Finding Mary session with Eileen Lindemann that will take place here in the church at 7 p.m. Tuesday evening. It's also available through Zoom. If you are interested in attending by Zoom and have not attended so far, please let me know. I'll be glad to put you on the distribution list so that you can attend from home or pick up a recording of the session uh, later that week. On Wednesday at 12 o'clock and again on Thursday at 7 p.m., we have our Zoom Bible studies. The Wednesday 12 o'clock, we'll be looking at the second chapter of Acts, it's the Pentecost story, and then our Thursday evening we'll be moving into the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Also, looking ahead, on Sunday next week, Rabbi Adler and our friends from Congregation Beth Israel will be here, 
Congregation Beth David will be here to worship with us on Sunday morning. This is a 30-plus year tradition. We have not lost a time of worshiping together in those 30 years, except for last year due to COVID. Uh, prior to the service at 9 o'clock, we will have a roundtable conversation for anyone who wishes to join us in the parish hall. The topic is um, ethics and moral dilemmas, individual versus community. Rabbi Adler will give a brief presentation. I will also provide a brief presentation, and then there'll be a time for sharing after that. Immediately following the roundtable, we will have a service of morning prayer. We will use the propers for Thanksgiving with Rabbi Adler preaching. It always turns out to be a wonderful morning. Everyone enjoys it. Both congregations have a great time. So please mark your calendar and make the effort to be here as part of that morning. Again, it's a wonderful day for us. We will go and share in their worship on the Friday of the weekend before Memorial Day in May, as we've done in past years. And just one other thing that has happened this week, just to let people know, we had a wonderful concert here last Sunday afternoon put on by Musica Adolce. And as is our policy, we ask that anyone who is using our space as a venue either follow our guidelines and regulations for health and safety or the guidelines and regulations for their governing um, association, which is ever more stringent. And so last week, many people came to hear the concert. Some were surprised that they were requiring, as they had advertised, proof of vaccination and a requirement to wear masks while attending the concert. There have been a couple people who have been upset by this, who have brought it to my attention, some parishioners and some others. I do wish to remind you and also ask you if you hear anything in the community to remind those who may bring this up that again, the policy here at St. Peter's is that uh, we have our policies, but that we do ask all organizations who use our building to follow their policies and guidelines or ours based on which is more stringent. And so that's what happened last week. It was not designed to keep people out or anything else as some people have um, suggested to me. So again, just be aware that that conversation is going on in the community. And if you hear it, please put a stop to it by reminding them of that policy. I think those are all the announcements this morning. Is there anything else for the good of the order? Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
subject to evil and death, you, in your mercy, sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. The night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Christ, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. 
recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace, and at the last day bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven.
almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Live without fear. Your Creator has made you holy, has always protected you, and loves you as a mother. Go in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us join in singing hymn 607.
go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.